Hello everyone, I'm Kevin Miller and this is The Ziggler Show, where our goal is to inspire your true performance. In this episode, expect the best, prepare for the worst, and maximize what comes. This is about encouragement, folks, especially in a time of crisis. It is simply the difference between success and failure for all of us. Are you feeling encouraged today? Are the facts reality? And the latest statistics from the media, are they directing your attitude and anxiety or are you holding fast to faith and truth and inspiration? This is a special edition episode with Tom Ziegler sharing a message straight from the heart of everything Ziegler stands for, encouragement, not Pollyanna platitudes, but the true belief of those who will overcome. All right, Tom, we all need some encouragement, so give me some. Well, Kevin, I have to tell you, you know, we are in a challenging time right now. And uh, what we need is some hope, some encouragement. We need the right mindset, right? We've got to have a right view, the right attitude, the right outlook. Uh, we've got to have a plan. And so I was thinking, you know, what is the right mindset? And I, I call it the stronger mindset. And I was thinking about, you know, if dad were here, I could see him grinning in a chair right now. Uh, and I, I could just envision this. Hey, Dad, you know, this is what's going on. We've, we've got this, <laughs> this black swan. It's a hundred-year thing, right? What's the one? Th- what would you tell everybody? Well, I started thinking about that. I searched all his quotes, mm-hmm. and I came up with this quote, which I think is the best way to kind of approach what mm-hmm. we're in right now. Expect the best prepare for the worst and maximize what comes now for the Zig Ziglar fans out there. You probably caught on that. I changed the word, right? I changed the word, uh, maximize. It used to be capitalize. Dad said, capitalize on what comes. And I changed it to maximize because, Hey, you know what? 30 years ago, the idea of capitalizing on what comes that meant that, you know, whatever situation you were in, if you could serve somebody, if you could support somebody, if you could solve a problem, that's what you did. And now, unfortunately, capitalize has a little bit yeah. different meaning, right? It's it's not getting $20 for a bottle of hand sanitizer. Let me tell you that. Yeah. So, Kevin, let me just walk through this, okay? Let's do it. So, first one, expect the best. Hey, you know what? We're going to get through this. We always have as a country. We're going to be drawn closer for it. We're going to be strengthened by it. Uh, you know what? We don't know what tomorrow holds. It's That's just a fact. I mean, I can't tell you what's going on in two weeks or, or two months from now. You know, so how do we go forward? We got to stand up strong. We're in the middle of the fire. We're in the furnace. And we've got to have a countenance and a belief that we got this, that it's okay, right? We've got this hope that things are going to be better. When we talk to people, we've got to understand, we've, we've got to welcome them in and expect the best out of them. Expect the best out of our kids. Expect the best from our teammates and our customers. And that's how we proceed. At the same time, and this is the dichotomy here, we got to prepare for the worst, right? We can have this great attitude, this can do, we're going to make it happen thing, but Preparing for the worst, well, you know what to do. We wash our hands 20 times a day, and we make sure the kitchen cupboard's full, right? We're fully stocked. We're 
taking all the precautions. We're doing the social distancing. I'm not going to go into details because everybody knows what we need to do. Well, here's what happens when you prepare for the worst. The worst never happens. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So now we've got this great attitude, this ability to have hope in the future. We've got, you know, the essentials taken because we, we were very much addicted to the comfort, right? We love our stuff. But I know you've got a house full of kids right now, and my daughter's spending more time over here, and I've had more conversations with my wife, and I've had more real conversations with my friends in the last few days in a long time. And so that's where the maximize what comes yeah. means. We're going to have new opportunities, things that we've never seen before that we can maximize. There's going to be somebody in need that's going to walk through our path and we can do a little bit extra. We can help them just a little bit more. We can intentionally give them that word of encouragement. There are going to be problems that come along that we can help solve. Now, I love uh, my mentor, Rabbi Daniel Appen, and he says this, when we when we solve a problem, we're often rewarded with certificates of appreciation. We call that money. And God is never happier with his children than when they're solving the problems of his other children. And so maximizing to me is looking at the opportunity. I, was, I, I just uh, did a little uh, video session for, for a farm group, and I told them this story about, uh, I think his name is Stormy uh, McDaniels, and he was an astronaut. I, could, I, could, I might have the name wrong, but I think that was his name. And he's the one who went on the spacewalk to fix the Hubble uh, telescope. Remember when that thing went up and it wouldn't focus, and so they had to do a spacewalk to go put it into focus? I think he had seven or eight or nine PhDs. I mean, this guy's like certified genius, all across the board. And when they were interviewing astronauts to go do the spacewalk, he ended up getting selected, not because of his education, but because he grew up on a farm. Hmm. And here's what I mean. He, he, he had to fix his farm equipment with whatever was available when he was growing up, bailing wire, I mean, just rigging it together in certain ways to make it happen. Because when he went on the spacewalk, I think he had like seven tools and 10 parts. Hmm. And they weren't 100% sure what he was going to run into. So they needed somebody with innovation, with an outside-of-the-box thinking. You know, they needed him educated. Yeah, that was a help. But he got picked because he knew how to fix stuff. Well, this is a country of fixers. If I'm just speaking to you as a small business owner, as, as a salesperson, as somebody who's a bootstrapper, you know how to fix things. You know how to make things work when they break. Maximize what comes means we've got new opportunities every day, new problems that we haven't even imagined before, and these problems create opportunities. So let me talk about the opportunity here because this is, this is big, Okay. Here's the definition of legacy. Legacy is intentionally preparing those you love to grow through life's most difficult challenges. Hey, we're at home right now more than we've ever been, probably in the last three decades. You know, as soon as, you know, both parents started going to work, uh, that kind of trend went down. But now everybody's at home. 
and <clears throat> we've got the fire. We're in the fire. And so we can lead by example. We can teach our kids and the people we love through the example that we set. We talk about in America, the greatest generation and the greatest generation is, is considered our grandparents who fought our moms and dads, our grandparents who fought world war two. And yet Andy Andrews said they weren't the greatest generation. The greatest generation was their parents. Oh, wow. Yeah. Think about this. The men and women who fought World War II and then came home and then contributed and were responsible for the greatest economic boom in the history of civilization, they were raised on farms during the Great Depression. They didn't have anything, right? But they had each other. They had principles and values. They had this knowingness. They, they knew that when they went into battle all over the world, that their battle buddies were with them, that even though that they might be outgunned or, or they didn't have the experience that they were going up against in the beginning, they had each other. And so I really think that right now is an opportunity for us to really create the greatest generation our country has ever known. And let me be real clear. Do I, am I glad we're in this? Absolutely not. I'm not glad we're in this situation. I would, if I could, if I could wave my hand and wipe it away, believe me, I would do it in an instant. But at the same time, if we're looking at what builds greatness, it's people like you listening to this podcast who choose the right mindset to lead by example, knowing that the people you love are the most important things in your life and you can help them grow through life's most difficult challenges. And so this stronger mindset is based, you know, the idea is I got from a book called Anti-Fragile by Nassim Tlaib. And here's the concept. It, it's a real simple concept. What is anti-fragile? Well, it's the opposite of fragile. Fragile means easily broken or destroyed, like a vase or, or something that, you know, a dog's tail could knock off and smash it to smithereens. And so we don't want to be fragile. What do we want to be? Well, we want to be robust and resilient. We want to have grit. Hey, those are all good things. But that's not really the definition of anti-fragile. The definition of anti-fragile is something that gets put under intense pressure, stresses, shocks, attacks, and it's stronger because of it. And so for everybody listening, I want you to think of three columns, okay? On the, on the left-hand column is fragile. It means weak. And we don't want that, right? This is like a snowflake that melts at the hint of adversity. The middle column, think of the word like strong or robust or resilient or grit. And this is really good because you can withstand the current, right? You can, you can persevere. You can make it happen. But while that's good, that's not really what we're going for. We're going for the right-hand column. See, we're in a time of the right-hand column. It's the anti-fragile column. It's the stronger column that says, hey, bring it on all these things that are coming against me 
They are refining me. They are making me stronger. They are allowing me to stand up, to be the light in the dark room, to be the example for my kids, for my spouse, for those that I work with, for my team members. And you know what? We got each other. It doesn't really matter. And then just a little bit of faith here, and then we'll get into a conversation. I started thinking about this, right? Because if, if, if stronger, well, I think about it, if we're going to be stronger and we want to build muscles, we got to lift weights, tear the muscle fiber down to build it back up. If we want strong bones, right, for, for women, you know, a lot of times as we get a little older, the doctor says, hey, you need to lift some weights so you can, so you can build stronger bones. You've you got to put some pressure, some tension, some weight on your bones. This is the way God designed us. And so I'm thinking of this idea, this idea of legacy, this idea of stronger. And my dad's verse, his life verse, popped into my head. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God. Oh my goodness, everything that's happening right now, the creator of the universe has put in play a plan and it's going to come together for our good. And you know what? I know some of you out there, you may not be uh, a person of faith or in a faith journey. That's okay because I want to give you the science behind this. You see, if we have an attitude of hope, if we believe that tomorrow is going to be better, and we know that these things make us stronger, that lifts our spirits. And when our spirits are lifted, our immune system is also lifted. I mean, it's proven, medically proven. Kevin's nodding his head at me. (laughs) When we're under stress, when we're depressed, when we're anxious, when we're worried, when we feel like it's helpless, our immune system gets depressed. And so, When I look at this just from a common sense perspective, I mean, uh, dad had this great quote, a positive attitude won't let you do anything, but it will let you do everything better than a negative attitude. Right now, when we, and and I'm I'm speaking into your ears right now, I want you to hear this. When When you bring a voice and a countenance to those you love of hope, hey, we can make this happen, we can get this done, you lift their spirit. And when you lift their spirit, maybe, just maybe, you take up their their immune system just a little bit, just enough to make this aggravating little cough go away instead of it turning into a medical emergency. I mean, literally, that's what's going on right now. The, the basic deal isn't that bad unless your immune system is compromised. And so when we have this idea that all things work together for good, and then my life verse popped into my head. Forty, Let's see, 43 years ago when I was 12, I picked James 1, 2, and 3 as my life verse. And I have to tell you, I have no idea why. Uh, because let me read the verse. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. My goodness, when I was 12, my idea of a trial was going to Luby's cafeteria and figuring out what dessert I was going to (laughs) eat at the end of my meal. (laughs) And yet, I'm having this 55-year-old wave come over me that says, were you built for a time such as this? Because the ultimate stronger mentality, mindset, the way of looking at it is when you combine Romans 8, 28 and James 2, 1, 2, and 3. 
<laughs> there's hope, right? There's hope in the future. There's things that we can do. We can look forward to it. We've already won. And no matter how hard it is, no matter how many trials, we get stronger before it. The, the message version of the same thing, it, it says this. It says, uh, you know, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides, and I don't know uh, how you're feeling about it out there, but you know what? At Ziegler and the Ziegler household and our friends, we're getting at it from all sides, right? I mean, it's like every day it's something different, and yet I know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. In other words, I, I read something this week that said that a candle shines brightest in the darkest room. Oh. Oh, man, our listeners, you are bright candles right now. And the world's counting on you. Your family is counting on you to go out there. John 16:33 says, "I have told you these things so that you may now so that you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. <laughs> it's guaranteed. But take heart, I have overcome the world." And so I just I I talked to Kevin earlier this week and I said, "Hey, we need to get this message out uh, because this is a time. I mean, we've got a choice here. I remember when when I was a kid, you know, 13 years old, about the time I picked that life verse, dad would come in and wake me up for uh, Sunday school. And he'd say, it's time to, it's time to go to church. And it's 730 on the morning and, uh, on uh, Sunday. So 13, what do you want to do? You want to sleep mm -hmm. in. <laughs> so I looked up for my bed. I said, dad, do I have to go to church? And he said, no, son, you get to go to church. <laughs> If we just change our mindset right now and look at the opportunity, look at the possibility that, man, as tough as this is, we can prepare those we love to perhaps be the greatest generation that our country and this world has ever known. That's what happened during the Great Depression. Do I wish it was here? Absolutely not. I wish we weren't going through this. Is it going to be hard? Yep. Is it going to last longer than we want it to? Guaranteed. But this I can tell you, when we pull together, when we have this right mindset, this right, stronger belief, you know, just repeat after you say this to yourself over and over. I'm getting stronger and stronger every day in every way. When you look at every area of your life, just think about how you can get stronger. And that's what this podcast is really about. We talk about all areas of the personal life, mental, spiritual, physical, family, financial, personal, and career, about how to get stronger. Well, it starts with our beliefs and our mindset. So, Kevin, that's my dose of encouragement. You are listening to The Ziegler Show and this special message of encouragement from Tom Ziegler. Well, next, I discuss the issue of our growth coming from stressing ourselves in the area of growth that we want. So we're going to get right back into it after I share some great products and services. Tom, it's, it's strong. It's needed right now. And I love the charge. What it, what it made me think of is a reality that we're seeing is people can be, the culture can be so prone to a spirit of victimhood 
right now. This is happening to me. And hearing your message, hearing your encouragement, hearing your truths made me think, I want to happen to it. What can I do so that as this crisis is happening, I'm going to happen to it. I'm going to inflict myself upon it and myself as a light, as you said, in that verse in James 1, 2 through 3, and about the testing of your faith. I'll never forget my wife years ago as we talked about the fruit of the spirit and i specifically was talking about patience which is not the one that i am naturally the most gifted in and she said the the frustrating thing is or the hard thing or the thing to realize is that as i would tend to pray lord please give me patience give me compassion I think about him giving me this jolt, like he's going to give me a a medicinal shot of it. And she says, the truth is, he's probably just going to give me the opportunity to be patient, give me the opportunity to practice compassion. And so here we are. And as we look at the fruits of the spirit, which uh, as far as a life verse, there's nothing that I gravitate towards more. There's nothing more that I desire for myself and those I love than to have love, joy, peace, long suffering, which you can say patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And yet I don't wake up in the day and generally say, God, make today really difficult so that I can practice those things. And so here we are, uh, as, as of this recording, and this is a relevant message, it'll be relevant for years to come. But as of today, this is March 20th, uh, 2020 in the mid, I don't know if it's in the midst of at the, at the be- beginning, at the end, we don't know where we at, we're at in this coronavirus, but uh, an, a, an event unlike most of us have ever encountered in our culture. And here we are and the opportunity to practice the fruits of the spirit, to have our faith tested is upon us, period. And we can either let that be an exercise in growing in those qualities, or we will be victims and have excuses as to why we cannot embody those qualities. And man, I do not want to be the latter, Tom. I do not want to be, and it really has, we, it's brought me to look at myself and even realize there's areas of my life that I have allowed. I've been lazy in Tom. I've allowed myself to have some tenuous places in my life, in my business that I have no, no right to do. And this has again, been a kind of a call to arms for myself. I need to be living a lifestyle to be growing a business, running a business that has independence that is anti-fragile and that something comes along like this and it makes us stronger. It doesn't take us out. Now I say that with all, I do say that with compassion because right now it's too late for a lot of people to do a whole lot about right now what's happening with the coronavirus as more and more things are shut down and there's businesses that are hemorrhaging, businesses that are already shut their doors, people that are scared. I do not want to minimize that one iota, but back to your beginning point expecting the best and i'm grateful you pulled out that line because i was going to do it as well positive thinking won't let you do anything but it'll let you do everything better than negative thinking will that there is absolutely only upside if i expect the best and there's only downside if i expect the, the worst 
but I will prepare for the worst. I want to do that better. I I think it's going to be a great strengthening for all of us. Again, not minimizing uh, some trial and pain that people may endure, but I, 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 that's where I love your call to anti-fragile, whatever is going to occur. Is it going to weaken us or is it going to make us even stronger? And I, I hold on to that faith and truth, Tom. That's right. And just a little uh, practical tip of how we can grow through this time. Okay, so I, I don't know what the percentage is, but I would say in the last 10 days, well over 50% of adults in the United States have had what a lot of people would call a traumatic experience, right? The light, your life has been turned upside down. And when a traumatic experience happens, uh, whether it was intentional or unintentional, whether it was an accident or an act of aggression, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Uh, what happens is, is we fixate on it and we think and think and think about it. And, and after about 21 days, it turns into a worry. And so now we've got this constant worry. And so now we're worrying about worrying about it. And after 21 days, it turns into anxiety. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it eventually becomes something diagnosable. But let me tell everybody here, you have a choice. As you look at the situation coming in, you have a choice. You can actually take that information in and in your mind, real time, you can reframe it. You can say to yourself, gosh, man, what a, I wonder who else is going through this. How could I help them? Or gosh, what are we learning over here that I could, that I could help my son or my daughter grow a little bit in this area? Hey, what can I do to set the example? I mean, literally we can reframe those thoughts as they come in. And instead of building a thought pattern that basically spirals down the toilet, we can create an overcoming, stronger mindset that says, you know what, man, I'm ready. Bring it on. Whatever you've got, bring it on. It's, it's time to grow. It's time to get to that next level. It doesn't change reality. Uh, Dad's mentor, Fred Smith, said that, hey, you know what? <laughs> we accept facts and we solve problems okay and the illustration that he gave was hey if you're an amputee and you've lost your leg that's a fact there's nothing you can do about it it's gone so what's the problem that it caused well one of the problems that it causes is it takes 10 or 15 20 minutes longer to get ready in the morning well how do we solve that problem we get up 15 or 20 minutes earlier right and so we accept facts and we solve problems. And so we are the best in the world at solving problems. And just like the, the kids that grew up in the Great Depression and fought World War II and got labeled the greatest generation, they learned how to solve problems in the furnace by people who led them. And that's what what we're up against right now. That's what we can do. So we will get through this and there will be a new day and a new way when we get through it. How we go through it is a choice that we get to make. And I just want to encourage everybody listening, choose wisely, make the choice. 
make the choice because yeah. you, your family, your loved ones, the people you work with, your future all depends on the choices you make. The choices you make and the perspective you decide to take. And Tom, I, I, before we end, I want to share, you'll appreciate this as I was in right here in my office and I was, uh, we, no staff here yesterday, but, uh, I was here in my dear friend and business partner and your doctor and my co-host on the true life show, Dr. Randy James continued taking all of his medical appointments yesterday all of them by phone. And so as he's on the other side of the wall and I can hear him sometimes, especially if I got my door open, I heard him over and over talking to people who were dealing with anxiety, dealing with fear and talking about the quarantine and the, you know, the taking ourselves away, the social distancing. And he said, don't look at it as a forced quarantine. Look at it as a gifted retreat. Take this time, renew yourself, take your time and be at peace. Take your time that you can't spend any, you're not allowed to spend it anywhere else and embrace it and accept it as a gifted retreat. I keep thinking about that word that I'm going to take this time. I like can it. I, can I take this and instead of worrying and worrying about things I cannot control what, maybe that's it. We're at the biggest point. One of the highlights of at least my lifetime of being out of control. And can I take that and take control by saying, I am going to renew my spirit as our Bible calls us to do every single day. I get to do that for days, for a week, it may be a month, but even if somebody's income suffers, can your spirit be incredibly bolstered? Maybe like never before. I, I think we all have that opportunity. So man, thank you for bringing this to us. Uh, no better time that I can think of that people need encouragement to change that perspective and go forth and uh, look at it as a gift, not as a something to be a victim of. Thank you, brother. All right. Thank you, brother. Well, there you are, friends. Encouragement from the biggest brand of encouragement on planet Earth, Ziegler and Ziegler's CEO, Tom Ziegler. Coming up in episode 771, fight for deep work blocks. Are you able to concentrate, to focus, to think critically and creatively? Well, in episode 767, I brought you John Mark Comer, and we discussed the profound message in his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I continue to ruminate on that book, to talk about that book, and to practice the message that he has inside for my own life. Well, an issue that we discussed was the scattered attention caused by the massive distractions of today's world. I think we're all familiar with that. What with our electronic devices and social media, our attention spans are at an all-time low. The consequences are, as John Mark cites, we're chipping away at our capacity for concentration and contemplation. Well, this is our habits show, and I walked through the seven spokes on the Ziegler Wheel of Life with John Mark. In the career spoke, he said a priority for him is fighting for deep work blocks. He's a pastor and a writer, so that may not come as a shock to you. My question for all of us, though, is what does or who does not need deep work blocks or just blocks of deep time in general, deep time to be at peace, to think critically and creatively? 
How much would your life benefit to stop and think deeply about any aspect of it instead of just running shallowly uh, over everything like we tend to do, again, in this distracted, busy world? So you're going to hear about that and more in this upcoming show. Folks, till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <laughs>